1: Hello and welcome to, and you say it first because I don't want I won't be the first one to swear in the it? podcast, no.
2: Hello and welcome to We're Not Fucking Historians.
1: And this is a brand new podcast for people who are sort of interested in Irish history, but not interested enough to go and, you know, read a book about it.
2: <laughs> or listen to an actual podcast <laughs> by experts. Um, so look, we want to talk about the most exciting bits, the big names, the big battles, basically anyone we'd sort of class as an absolute ledge.
1: It's Mixing History with just a bit of having a bit of a laugh and that's the best way to learn and i always say that and that is why academically i did not do it on school
2: <laughs> the teachers were not funny no, enough I, i'd argue if my teachers had been a like a bit more entertaining They probably would have learned more
1: yeah i say that to my history teacher i said Who says we can't combine all this fact stuff and a bit of a laugh? And he said, me. That's not the way education (laughs) works. But that's the way it works here. Each week, we're going to take it in turns to tell each other about a particularly interesting part of Irish history. Today. Mainstream.
2: Mainstream Irish (laughs) history. It's the big man on campus. It's the guy you all know and love. It is St. Patrick himself.
1: Whoa. Yeah, a lot of familiarities with St. Patrick. Like he doesn't, he gets a lot of familiarity. Like people think they know him.
2: I feel like I know him.
1: But see, I feel like I know him, but I think you're going to tell me that I don't know him at all.
2: I weirdly feel like I am going to tell you exactly what you know about St. Patrick but we're just going to go into slightly more detail than you already know. I'm curious to know what you already know or or think you know.
1: Well here's the thing I could tell you one thing I know about him but I don't want that to be a big thing you're sitting on and then you go (laughs) no that's the basis of my knowledge. No no let's
2: do it let's just hit me.
1: I do know that we shouldn't be calling him Patrick at all. Why? Because that's not his name.
2: Oh no. I know. Let me just check my notes. I know. I've not got that here.
1: So I know his real name.
2: What's his real name?
1: Maywin Sukat.
2: Maywin Sukat? Yep,
1: which I argue is a far better name. Like, why does he not lead with that? <laughs> Maywin Sukat.
2: Yeah. You wouldn't have Maywin Sukat day, though, would you? And everyone getting out in the parade and having the crap. Yeah, fair. I think the other big thing about St. Patrick that people don't know is that he was not Irish. He was, in fact, a Brit.
1: Yeah, isn't it a little bit like the, you know, like the Irish national football team as well, though? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, a couple of them are Irish, but most of them are from England.
2: I understand. It's a little bit like when Irish people do well abroad and yeah. then the Brits claim them as their own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Eddie Irvine that time he won the Formula One.
1: Yeah. He's from near where I'm from.
2: Well, there you go. He wa- said he, he was British.
1: He claimed in a an interview, a couple, like literally two, three years ago, that I think he lives in the Caribbean and he said that uh, he got attacked by a shark but he just punched it and it swat him away <laughs> and at that point I was like Eddie, stop giving interviews <laughs> so the Is Brits can have him. Yes.
2: Fine, they can have He's him. He's a free agent. A free hostage for us to decide at any future time <laughs> who we'd like to take from them. I'd like Judy Dench. I'd like to take her.
1: There's probably some background there. There's yeah. probably some Irish there. I think
2: we could probably have her.
1: So yeah, Saint Patrick wasn't Irish, which like is a little bit of a kick in the teeth.
2: There's so much about Saint Patrick that just isn't true. Yeah, it's all like in the legend, it's just not true.
1: But that's that's Ireland in a way. It's a little bit like absolutely. You arrive in Dublin, you want the Dublin experience. experience. You go to Temple Bar. Yeah, it's it's it is actually great, but at the same time, it's yeah. plastic in a way. Yeah, it's like it's fake almost. Like that's not where bit the locals like go. Now. Exactly. Like yeah. it's fun. Yeah, but it's not authentic, and gotcha. that's kind of what this is. Now
2: look. What I did was I watched a documentary about St. Patrick. (laughs) I feel like my entire bit on this show will just be to find, well, I say to find, to have one of the people who works on the show find for me, because I'm really lazy, an obscure documentary with some sort of B-rate celeb at the helm.
1: Who was it this time? Liam Neeson. Well, well, let me stop you there. (laughs) Liam Neeson's not B-rate. He's A-list.
2: Okay, fine. Okay, fine.
1: We all make mistakes. Yes, he said some things. He
2: did, Didn't but I don't forgot. let that
1: overshadow the fact that he's one of the greatest doctors of all time.
2: God, he did say some things. Yeah. Liam don't be saying things like that.
1: That's
2: all I have to say. Well, you've completely you've completely kind of got me on to my first point here, which is that <laughs> this documentary begins and I I swear to god these are the actual words. I'm not paraphrasing. It begins with Liam Neeson, over shots of like the Emerald Isle and the the oh, music, yeah. right? Okay, it's all very mystic, it's all very lovely. Got, yeah, 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 the Baron, on whatever. You got Liam, he says, he begins by saying most of the world knows him as the Irish saint who banished the snakes, but he wasn't Irish,
1: and there were no snakes. <laughs>
2: and at this point, I have to pause it to laugh for two straight minutes. He's
1: giving the game away, like spoiler <laughs> alert, <laughs> in the first sentence. Him.
2: It's just like, so what was he? That's like at the then? start of Schindler's
1: List. If he had a win, I get them out. <laughs> Taken, I get them back. Don't worry I about it. I get her back. Yeah. Don't
2: worry. I found him. I killed him. She's back. <laughs> The dates are sketchy, as per. But we think he's born around 385 AD. Right, so just a couple hundred years after the big man himself. Yeah. Now, this is at a time when huge parts of what was then the island of Great Britain, because they hadn't occupied Northern Ireland yet. We'll get to that later. And they're under occupation by the Roman Empire.
1: Boo. Boo,
2: Roman Empire. Why, really?
1: Well, yeah, cheers they, for your roads. They, they brought
2: roads and yeah. words. And-
1: yeah, but they were red.
2: But they were rude. Yeah. you're so right. They would
1: now. They would have just left all the rubbish around them, cans, all that yeah. sort of stuff,
2: cigarette butts. Yeah, grand. So, technically, Paddy was Roman no or British. Either way, he's a Brit. Ireland had miraculously not been conquered by Rome. Perhaps the only civilization in existence to not. Conquer
1: us Climate. I think the what Romans happened? got The Romans got here On a particularly <laughs> bad day And just went Now we're good
2: ah, do you know what Leave them to it Maybe it, they w- felt
1: sorry for us It would have cost them So much in brollies You know <laughs> And that also like How much does that like You know Degrade the look of a soldier Shield in one hand yeah. Sword He would have to tuck The sword under tuck his, his sword arm Because he'd have a brawl And it would keep going Inside out And he would keep <laughs> Running about going Oh Facing into the wind Yeah He'd be on the cliffs And more yeah. Just having the worst time <laughs>
2: It's difficult to say exactly where he's from. You mentioned Wales. Yeah. I thought France. I'm not sure. Some a lot of reports seem to say it's a it's a town called Benavon. Okay, I I don't. Know. I've checked this on various places, and it came up a lot. So his father was from there. He was a deacon, and his grandfather was a priest. Right. So it's a very religious family. But here's the interesting thing: young Paddy, not really into the whole God thing. Right. Not religious. Yeah. And, you know, this isn't exactly a spoiler. He's going to convert all yeah. of, of Ireland to Christianity. He's going to so get away.
1: Yeah, he makes, <laughs> it's fair to say he makes up for it in later life. He
2: really goes the extra fucking mile in so many ways. So, you yeah, know, he's not really into the whole God thing, right? Can I just say
1: that's a little bit like me with carrot cake. Is it? So I would always have dismissed the idea of carrot cake. Because you thought it was made of carrot. Yeah, I just didn't think it worked. I didn't think it was, yeah. it was uh, the work of God. Sure. And then about a year and a half ago, I tried a bit of carrot cake by mistake. Oh! And uh, I've never looked back. No, I'm really into it. So he's a little bit like that with Christianity. He is it?
2: a lot like that with Christianity as well. Maybe he didn't. He hadn't had a piece with that icing on it.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
2: What is it about the icing on carrot cake specifically? It well, just it, makes it.
1: The actual cake bit doesn't taste great, but the icing's great. so good. So the yeah. icing's doing a lot of the work. Yeah. It's a little bit like with Christianity like the way the holy spirit the way, every, the way everyone's dressed yeah. I mean like the way oh, the priest might be dressed the the cathedral it's a lot
2: of smoke and mirrors. Yeah.
1: That's it, icing. Icing. Got it. We know what the cake is.
2: <laughs> All that nonsense about God.
1: Nonsense, right.
2: There we go. And we're moving off with that topic. So he basically says he didn't listen, he, and he he writes a lot, right? So he's got all these. Can't just let you just spit your tea out there for a minute. He writes a lot, so we've got actually for the first time quite a lot of documentation from the horse's mouth, as it were. Yeah. So he's got his confessions. He calls them. He's saying he's not listening to the priests, He's not practicing. His dad also was in the Senate, so quite a wealthy family, right? He's he's comfy. Yeah, he's comfy. They're happy. At sixteen. He's kidnapped by Irish slave traders. Not ideal. People have got to stop going to other countries and taking people who don't want to go.
1: Uh, That's probably why Liam Neeson got the gig for narrating the documentary. (laughs) Because he's an expert on taking. Went
2: and got the wrong fucking
1: Yeah, I mean, it's so like you that is just one thing you don't think about.
2: Yeah, how much that was happening. It was rampant. Yeah. So he's kidnapped by these dudes. Major fucking bummer.
1: <laughs> like just some dude? Some stoners?
2: <laughs> it would seem that way. From here on in all pirates will just in my head be a bit stoned.
1: Yeah.
2: Um. So he thinks it happens because he didn't pray enough. Mm. <laughs> Which is shit. Like I just want to go back and give him a wee hug and yeah, just be like Paddy. He's an idiot. You're an idiot. And also <laughs> it doesn't make a difference babe. It yeah. doesn't make a difference. So he's very upset with himself for not praying enough, not following you know the word of God, and he thinks this is why he he got kidnapped, so anyway these slaver guys they they'd sell slaves all along the coast of Ireland, and you didn't come back once you were there you, you did not come back from there yeah it right?
1: wasn't like a a year a, a it wasn't a gap, gap year. year.
2: yeah you you went you were gone, your family never saw you again so they they've just, just assumed you're dead now right that that's you gone, and the lads around these parts are. Vicious. You'd probably say rude, bit rude. Yeah, there's a lot of
1: very r- bold,
2: bit bold, bit yeah. naughty. Yeah, there's a lot of fighting, a lot of heads being cut off as usual. Yeah. Um, because actually, uh, here's a weird fact I learned. They believed the soul was in the head, so they would cut the victim's head off to remove the soul as well.
1: Which is bollocks, because everyone knows your souls and your feet
2: Absolutely, you heard it here. That from. is a
1: joke, and that's nine out of ten. <laughs>
2: I think you think your jokes are funnier than they are. Apologies. Apologies. So he sold to the chieftain of some remote backhole beyond type place. I think it might have been an Antrim.
1: Well th- let me allow you the opportunity to apologise for saying a-, a backhole place Antrim is <laughs> okay you're fair. Yeah. Fair.
2: Thank you. Most people at this stage would just sort of give up. Like he's gone from living quite a cushy life with his his politician dad to a complete shithole he's a slave Yeah, there's, there's just piss and poop everywhere I've said shithole but then swapped out shit for poop which was a yeah. weird choice
1: uh, can I just say in Antrim's defence there's a night outlet there now <laughs> genuinely true I don't, I don't think it was there when Patrick was it there
2: not maybe he founded it along with all the other shit yeah. he did <laughs> yeah.
1: that's just how bad the stories about him have got <laughs> it's about
2: to get worse He soldiers on He gets sent off to the mountains To look after some sheep Which Yeah I fair. actually think sounds Quite lovely in comparison to all Like the head chopping and stuff
1: I think he was a bit of a dosser So they were like You know yeah, they will suit him down to yeah, the ground off yeah, the sheep there.
2: So he gets sent off to the mountains So here he is Up the mountain He's lonely He's hungry He's, ter- oh, he's terrified
1: I didn't know where that was going to go And you're like You get sent up with a sheep He's lonely <laughs> He's horny <laughs> One thing leads I to another. Wasn't gonna go <laughs> I wasn't
2: going to go there. I wasn't going to do that. You did that. There's no records on what happened with the sheep. I think maybe we could assume. Did he fucked the sheep. Did he fuck the sheep. So let's not. So he's probably quite pissed off as well with the whole slavery situation. And he's got nowhere else to turn. And he feels like he's being punished, I suppose. and you know Because he didn't pray and everything. So he, he starts to pray up to a hundred times a day I have written here
1: I mean surely you're not still tending to the sheep
2: they tend to themselves though don't they yeah yeah, yeah. they keep themselves a
1: hundred times a day
2: he says he prayed up to a hundred times a day and (laughs) sometimes during the night
1: (laughs) that's what a five year old would say (laughs) I prayed a hundred times I swear
2: (laughs) you do have to question when the account is coming from the person themselves don't you
1: Patrick also said he was fastest in his slippers (laughs) Oh, He's a fucking belly bullshitter.
2: <laughs> I'm faster than me slippers, so I am. That tickle me, a tickle me. That's better than the puns. Hey, lay off the puns a bit.
1: Sometimes they're bad.
2: More reference. Oh,
1: someone laughed there next.
2: <laughs> he started to uh, pray. He's praying during the night as well, right? He's just praying, praying all the time. He'd be praying, okay. He starts to feel the love of God. He starts to get a bit closer to God now. He starts to think, oh, actually, I should have been doing this all along. This is lovely. Now, one of two things happened. Either he is in touch with God and God is talking to him or he's up a fucking mountain. He's been robbed from his homeland. He'll never see his loved ones again. Yeah, And he is traumatised.
1: He's lost it.
2: And he's just really, really upset and traumatised and...
1: He's cooked a goose like
2: Yeah. So he started to sort of just introduce these voices in his head to keep him company. And yeah, we all would. So yeah. fine. Maybe he's even just getting in touch with with himself.
1: Well, you uh, to be fair, if you you're up on a mountain by himself, yourself, yeah, no one around, just some sheep. <laughs> hundred times a day.
2: <laughs> and during the night too. Whatever he was gu-
1: like a brush up a pair of pyjamas.
2: <laughs> Whatever gets you through. Anyway, so this is where, and I find this interesting, the historians sort of start to veer from the facts and they start to talk about these conversations that Paddy has with God as though they're real. Yeah. Like the way that it's well, all documented it's like he got him on the blower and just had a chat.
1: Yeah. Do you think God has an Irish accent?
2: I'd say to Paddy he probably did. Yeah. Oh he would have been British actually wouldn't he?
1: Well what? Alright. What Paddy? <laughs> Put that <this> shit down. <laughs> nah stop doing that. You break it a hundred times a day. Like God's probably God probably was getting involved to say that's too much
2: if anything you'll yeah. go blind look. yeah Calm down. <laughs> so God's telling him all sorts of stuff such as you're gonna, you're go, gonna home, go home Paddy, Paddy. You're, gonna you're gonna go gonna back, go back to, Britain. to Britain there's a ship, ship waiting wait for you yeah Paddy does a runner yeah gets the fuck out of there right
1: why didn't he do that way before I'm this I'm not sure but <laughs> in about six years
2: <laughs> and maybe he hadn't had the courage until the imaginary voice told him there would be a ship Yep. so he does a runner he knows runaway slaves will be killed if they're caught but he does it anyway off he goes and he finds a <laughs> ship on the coast that's heading back to Britain and he begs to come on board begs to come on board and they say no he's devastated he walks away he doesn't know what else to do he starts praying please God please let me be on the ship they turn around and they go do you know what go on so
1: get over here ruffled his hair
2: yeah 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 your wee young scallywag Yeah There's just so much Of this kind of stuff In his story About like A thing wasn't working And then he asked God And then it was
1: Like why doesn't he just pray For the Like in the first place For the thing to, Like go through I don't know You mean like he prays What for was he ship, praying
2: for Maybe pr- he was praying for a scape
1: Prays for a ship Oh there's a ship They turn him away yeah. He prays together yeah. At the time when they say no yeah. Just straight away Put your hands together and go, Oh let me on. Yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: And like oh give me all This like class food and stuff fast food and like better like nutrient new slippers (laughs) slippers. he'd have it
2: yeah so that's it so the ship takes him home to Britain and he sees his family again and they're all delighted to have him back and he lives out the rest of his days in comfort there very happy
1: that can't be true
2: no obviously not there's more to come after these messages
1: great
3: if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers
2: So he is back in Britain and he's happy.
1: Back once again for the Renegade Master.
2: Exactly. But he can't stop thinking about the Irish. He can't stop thinking about his time there. And one night, an Irishman comes to visit him in a dream. Come back to us, holy boy, he says, because they call him Holy Boy now. I'm not sure when that started happening.
1: <laughs> the worst Avenger of the Lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely shit, Avenger. And he's torn, right? Because he's had he's having these dreams and they want him back, and he keeps thinking about the Irish and his time there, and he and Probably there's a bit of Stockholm syndrome happening here. Yeah. Who knows? He doesn't know what to do. So he he wants to go back, but he's absolutely mortified because he missed so much school on account of the slavery. Yeah. So good excuse. Yeah, fair. So what he does here is this is the Rocky montage here. He starts training. He starts studying. Lifting weights. Yeah, lifting weights. So you got the you got the piles of books, you got the late night study sessions, you got the stacks of super noodles, right? He's just Pro Plus. Really, absolutely. He's really going for it. And he does it, and he becomes a deacon, and then he becomes a priest, and then a bishop. Right? He works his way up through the ranks. So this takes this takes obviously a very long time. So finally, when he's in his forties, he comes back to Ireland. So this is this is when shit really starts to go down, right? He's in his 40s, he comes back to Ireland. Nobody's keen on this. The bishops all think he's mad. We're just some little pagan island. It's not the done thing. You don't leave the Roman Empire and go and teach people to be Christian. They barely practice their own Christianity, right? So yeah. they're just they can't believe that he wants to go preach the gospels elsewhere. To a bunch of savages, as they see it. And his plan is to convert the entire country through evangelization, which is pretty.
1: That sounds like a lot of work. It sounds hassle. Like, a- like he's been yeah. like, you got taken as a slave. You got home, just just relax. He's, he's one of those guys who just can't yeah. sit around no, and do he nothing.
2: He's watching the clock. His wife's like, "Can you just chill out and watch Love Island with me?" And he's
1: like, I "It's I like a retired teacher getting a job at Tesco's. He doesn't need the money doing no. it, but he he's just he just needs wants to be out and meeting people." hundred yep, percent you know,
2: fair. So that's what Paddy does. So he, he comes back to Ireland, and he has a secret weapon there to our Patrick right because it's a big bold plan oh yeah but he has something that all the other Brits don't have which is he's learned the language so he has the cupola fuckle and for anyone who doesn't speak Irish that means a few words okay. of, of Gaelic right. um, and, and by someone who doesn't speak Irish I think I've just realised that that's you Shane
1: <laughs> fuckle all about it
2: brilliant um, so he brings people gifts and he like kind of knows how to get in it. Like what? Like
1: Big Doblerone.
2: Cheese. <laughs> yeah. Toblerone. And he turns up and you know, he starts he starts just kind of chatting to the best. So he doesn't go in straight no now with pressure. the preach. No yeah, pressure. No pressure. Just gonna tell you a little bit about this yeah. god. So at the time we're, we're we're pagan at the time. I say yeah. we. The Irish are pagan, which means they've got multiple gods, right? They've got all these different deities who sort of represent different things, like like you would have had in Greek or Roman times. Um pre-Christianity, obviously. So one of one of the the most sacred deities and one of one of the most sacred things to the irish people was water so patrick uses that he sort of knows that this is a very precious thing to people and he starts baptizing people in the rivers and he starts sort of using that
1: had that like as in he made that up or that had been done before i'm pretty
2: sure john the baptist made that up Fair. so but this is a part of christianity so what he does is quite cleverly he starts to kind of mix elements of christianity with elements of the paganism and our love of the land and our and our own pagan holidays, like Samhain and that kind of stuff. He turns that into Halloween, but it's still kind of the same thing. He's just rebranding. He's
1: like, he's like same thing, but you get sweets.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And who would who would say no yeah, to that? Yeah. He's quite, he's a clever, he is good, yeah. I would have him on my PR team. So he introduces people to the idea of one God. He tells them the stories of Jesus. This lovely man who sacrificed himself. Right, you'd hear this. You think, what a nice lad. Yeah. What a good egg. People are into it. He also brings the gift of literacy. So he starts teaching people to read and to write. They didn't have this before. And basically, my conclusion to all this is that he must have been an absolute fucking ledge. Yeah. Like, there's even one historian who says, and I loved this, he said... I think he was good-humoured. You had to be good-humoured. Otherwise, you wouldn't get by in Ireland. If you got to Ireland all pompous and solemn-faced, they'd quickly tell you to go and sit in the corner and refuse that man a pint.
1: That's definitely a metaphor. That means if you're shit-crack, you, shit you would have got murdered. Yes. Brutally murdered. Brutally
2: murdered, yeah. But no, Paddy, was he was accepted. He was loved. They he's, loved him.
1: He seems like a cool substitute teacher or a cool stepdad.
2: Yeah, doesn't he?
1: Stepdad, he's, you know, he's like, your dad's not in the scene anymore. He's like, hey... At some point, you want to call me Dad, do. But if you don't, just call me Paddy.
2: And if you want to have a beer, have one in the house where it's safe. Yeah,
1: have one though.
2: Have one. Yeah. Yeah, he does. I like him. I like Paddy. Yeah. So here we go. It's only a matter of time before the fucking Brits get involved, right? We're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna go into all the jigs and reels of this. But basically, they get jealous. They don't like what's happening with Paddy and the Pagans, and they think, "What's he doing over there? He's having massive success, and we're over here, nothing, nothing in the charts at all." Yeah,
1: Paddy and the Pagans sound like people that would be in the charts. <laughs> this brand new one from Paddy and the Pagans. Oh, Paddy
2: and the Pagans. So they start making up rumours about him. They start. <laughs> Well, there's one <laughs> There's one that we're not sure of, which isn't actually a rumor, but so they set up this tribunal. They accuse him of all sorts of stuff because they're basically just trying to like ruin his name. Yeah. And a mate of his, who's now a priest, a mate of his from when they were very young, speaks at this tribunal and tells them this huge secret that Paddy told him back in the day about something he did when he was a kid. Now nobody knows what it was. But Paddy did something when he was very young and he told his mate about it and a little fucking rat went and told the, t- the tribunal what happened and then and it, it, all hell broke loose everyone hated him after that
1: are you saying Paddy was the first guy that got got, got by cancel culture he
2: got, I think he did
1: they got him like his mate like Based went to on the tabloids from
2: 20 fucking years ago there you go and probably what he did wasn't even that bad but we're talking about a bunch of like Christians all sitting around in their robes and like
1: he probably like killed a pigeon
2: he probably just killed a pigeon. A, like by a, accident. No, by no accident.
1: not by accident. But
2: oh, yeah.
1: Saw a guy do that when I was younger and he's like, isn't this funny? And everyone's reaction was, no, it's not. And we told his parents.
2: So Paddy's very upset, right? His, mate, is. his mate's after ratting him out. Everyone's been a real dick at this point. And I'm I'm annoyed on his behalf. He's out there. He's, he's doing good work. Now... I'm not religious. I'm not saying whether the people of Ireland wanted to be converted to Christianity. All I'm saying is he set a goal and he went out and he did it.
1: You can't do right for doing wrong.
2: Exactly. So then God pipes up. And he says, we are very angry that our chosen one has been criticised. We, not you or me, we are angry. Which Paddy takes to mean God's angry on my behalf. So what I did probably actually wasn't that bad. Yeah. He keeps going. What he does is he writes the British a strongly worded letter, which puts them right in their place.
1: Signed, You know who I am, bitch.
2: Yes. And then just St Patty in brackets, just yeah, in case like yeah. they weren't sure. His address. So they back down anyway. After, I don't know what he said in the letter, but they backed down. They left him be. And that's it soon afterwards. The Roman Empire begins to fall. The Dark Ages are about to, to fall as well. There's this is coming soon. So, you know, he was probably dig he probably did well getting out of the Roman Empire yeah. when he did. Yeah. When Patrick died, Ireland continued his teachings. They got really into it, actually. During the Dark Ages, literacy only survived in monasteries, which you love. We love, we love a monastery.
1: Everyone Patrick. gets attacked in at a monastery.
2: <laughs> Do bless them. But here's an interesting thing. Fugitive scholars from all over Europe were smuggling scrolls into Ireland because it was the only safe place anymore to have the written words. Yep. It was just being ransacked. So they were, they were bringing things and then all these ancient texts were kept safe in Ireland, and then you get stuff like the the Book of Kells, which is illustrated um, by by the lovely monks who do the, do do the monk impression.
1: Oh, hello! No. They sound a lot like no, God. They
2: say,
0: "Ah, ah,
1: ah, ah." ah. <laughs> there you go,
2: yeah. So they were doing that, and they were making the books, the Book of Kells, and that depicts the four Gospels. So they were they were continuing Christianity. They were continuing the written word, the literacy they that he had brought here, and. It it brought about loads of change in Ireland, and we ended up sort of pioneering the written word in many ways. We were the first people to separate words out on a page. Before that, it was all just like one long word, like a really shit password.
1: That's ironic because that is the way certainly I speak in my <laughs> yeah. part of the world. We we yeah. speak with no gaps between we don't words.
2: Breathe.
1: I said, "How's the former, lady Beth, who works on the team?" And she didn't know whether I was having a <laughs> like some sort of attack. Or well, what it was,
2: <laughs> making a pass at her. How's, your
1: form? You How's have the no form? Yeah. no gap in between no those three words. Say,
2: How's the form here?
1: How's the form? No, but I said that's one word.
2: One of my favorites in Ireland is when you just begin with "well." It's very yeah. Waterford. Well, yeah, and yeah. people here are so fucking yeah. horrified by that; they don't know what to do. Well, um, so yeah, we we start to separate out words. We start uh, to use paragraphs and breaks in words like that. Like this, just wasn't this just wasn't done before. And I really feel like if it hadn't been for Patrick bringing literacy to Ireland, we, this just wouldn't have been happening. Also, upper and lowercase letters. They didn't have them until these monks started doing it.
1: This is a genuinely a part of St. Patrick I've never heard of. Before. I
2: know, I've never heard this before. I hope that this is all true because it's really, it's really really interesting. Um, so yeah, so the Book of Cows intertwines Celtic and um, Christian imagery. It kind of brings together exactly what Patrick was doing which was not just converting people, but finding a way of intertwining it with their existing lives. And I think it's kind of beautiful that they, they continue to do that. So after his death, the church try and depict him as this like standard bishop with the mitre and the outfit and all that kind of stuff. And they try and kind of claim him as we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, but also because he's made a saint, they start circulating all these tales of his miracles, Okay. which he didn't have because he wasn't magic, yeah. nor were any of the other saints I hate to break it to you. So well, there's him lighting an Easter fire on the hill of Slain.
1: That's not really a miracle. That feels like something I could do.
2: Well, like he didn't have any matches or anything. Like he just made a fire. Oh, right. And that is pretty yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. So that didn't happen. He also apparently made himself disappear. Probably, like smoke bomb. Probably didn't happen. Uh, Someone said, yeah. So the, the big one is that he chased all the snakes out of Ireland. There hadn't actually been any snakes in Ireland since like the ice age.
1: So... But if I was him, I'd say, well... Well, so do you, technically, do
2: you see any snakes?
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um
1: But that—that that, that is what he is. Like that's what you think. I when know. You think There's passion. all these
2: pictures of him and the snakes slithering away. It didn't? It's just there just weren't any.
1: Like I, I, I even thought up until you just said that, like maybe there was still one or two, literally one or two knocking about. No. And he sort of like twirled them around his head and chucked them <laughs> off the cliffs of Moher something <laughs> like that. But if there was no link, then that's bullshit. Absolutely
2: no link. They also added the shamrock. So, you know, you'd have heard the story of how he used the shamrock, the three leaves to signify the Holy Trinity. And he taught people this is God and this is Jesus and this is the Holy Ghost and he used the shamrock. He apparently just did not do that. So they they introduced the shamrock later because they thought it would be easier for people to understand that way. But he didn't.
1: Next, you're going to tell me every March he didn't organise a massive piss up.
2: (laughs) Well, this was really my final point, Shane, which is that like how we how we celebrate St. Patrick today is just every year on March 17th, we and the Irish diaspora from around the world, we all just get absolutely shit-faced. And that just isn't the guy we're talking about here. I'm just not sure that Patrick would have been that into that.
1: Yeah, I feel like if he came back to Earth on Paddy's Day in like Chicago and... (laughs) Look down at like a bright green river because they dye the river green Yeah, also a fun
2: story One time I think it might have been in Chicago there was a city who wanted to dye the river green but they weren't sure how much dye to use <laughs> <laughs> Yeah So they used like a tad too much and it was green for like a couple of weeks
1: Fucked it Yeah But that's like him coming down to earth now looking at that Chicago river
2: Yeah Going,
1: what the fuck and then somebody turned around and go, that's for you
2: Mate, he would. He'd be, what? He he'd also like, a link apparently he didn't this? really wear green. He wore blue. He liked to mix it up. He, yeah. It wasn't his
1: color. It wasn't his color. But yeah, like, and, and it's a day that's celebrated. Like, I feel like it's celebrated least by Irish people. Yeah. Like Americans, Americans go more mad, mad, mad for it. it. I they was love in
2: it. New York once for See him? Lunch, so It was insane.
1: You feel like a bit embarrassed. You're like, all oh, this for me? Chill out. Yeah.
2: Relax.
1: So he was. There is no link to that day and that real guy. No. He wasn't called so let me tell th- you're telling me this. Yeah. He wasn't even called Patrick.
2: Wasn't called Patrick. He was
1: called Maven Suchet.
2: Wasn't Irish. Wasn't
1: Irish, he was Welsh or you think French? <laughs> uh he didn't get rid of any snakes.
2: No. He didn't use the shamrock. He didn't wear green.
1: The only thing he gave us yeah was some grammar stuff.
2: Yeah. But which that, which makes be him fair, a giant. The grammar nerd. stuff probably stood to us more in the grand scheme than any of that other shit would have.
1: Well, no, I still like i still like being able to walk around home and not get bitten by snakes.
2: Yeah, he didn't do that, though.
1: <laughs> so he did some stuff that was cool, but he not the stuff, stuff we was, think he yes, did.
2: Yes, so excellent summary of St. Patrick. He did some stuff that was cool, but not the stuff we think he did. So there you have it. That's the story of St. Patrick and... If you have anything to add or indeed remove, as Shane would say, you can always use the hashtag.
1: W-N-F-H. That's the one. I can't get it. You think you know someone. You think you know you someone. You
2: think you know someone. Are you okay? We're going to have to have a little cuppa after this, have a little chat.
1: Every, everything I know has changed. If you want to continue the conversation, you can do that. Hazel on social media, your handles are...
2: I am at the Hazel Hayes.
1: Sometimes I'm Shane Todd on things. Sometimes I'm Shane Todd comedy. It's hide and seek. You, you can go. No. You can go find me. If you want to rate and review this podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can do that. Would appreciate it. You can subscribe to it. You can tell a friend, an enemy, your French pen pal, an elderly relative, megaphone, what, whatever leaflets, it is. Yeah, door buyers. to door. And <laughs> until next time, just remember that
2: we're not fucking historians.
1: Absolutely not.
3: We're not fucking historians. Is a Stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.